Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it, now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? This is... Is it? Wait, no, I'm so confused right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I got myself confused. But yeah, you are listening listening to... Is it it for real? real? Okay, that was the worst one we've done, and it's 100% my fault. It was kind of synced up. You know, you never know until you hear it after the fact. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, I can, I can tell you it's going to sound bad and it's my <laughs> fault. <laughs> and this person whose fault it is, is Philip. And this is Katie. And this is Bridget. And this week, we yeah. have watched the second in the Beverly Hills trilogy Oy. after Troop Beverly Hills. Oh my Beverly God. Oh, I started panicking. I'm I thought you meant the second the third one's movie. Gonna be. I thought you meant it was the second Beverly Hills Cop. The third Beverly Hills Cop, right? It's the first Beverly Hills oh Cop God. movie. It is the third Ooh. in the Beverly Hills trilogy. And yeah. the third, oh, it's the second. And the third is Beverly Hills Nine that you went out. Or Beverly Hills Ninja. Beverly Hills Ninja. I know. Okay. Or the entire series of Beverly Hills Ninja. (laughs) Um, This movie was recommended by the one and only, the lovely John B., who is just a wonderful human and a friend of of mine here in San Diego. Um, And he had a little bit of wonderful things to say about his experience with this film. You guys ready? Yeah. Ready. Hey there, Is It For Real crew. This is John B. And uh, Bridget, let me know that you guys are going to be watching Beverly Hills Cop this week, and I could not be happier. Beverly Hills Cop is a deeply meaningful film to me, and I don't mean that facetiously. I'm being serious. Um, uh, The film was released in 1984, and at that time, uh, my parents had divorced, and my grandmother on my father's side was intent on making sure that I maintained a connection to that side of the family, and she loved taking me to the movies. Now, in late 1984, the big movie to see was Amadeus, and she really wanted to take her 11-year-old grandson to see the masterwork of Milos Forman, Amadeus, and I was having none of it. I convinced her to take her 11-year-old grandson, me, to see an R-rated Eddie Murphy action comedy called Beverly Hills Cop. We sat and watched it together, and I loved every second that she laughed, that she tried to avoid laughing, and every second where she was genuinely, genuinely disgusted that she took her 11-year-old grandson to see that film. It's in a long line of films that I saw long before I should have, and I'm so glad I saw that one in the theater with my grandmother. Now for a brief synopsis. Um, Beverly Hills Cop is the story of one Axel Foley, a Detroit police officer whose friend from childhood, Michael Tandino, comes to visit him one day out of the blue. He's carrying bearer bonds. He's then quickly killed... And Eddie Murphy, a.k.a. Axel Foley, goes to Beverly Hills, meets his friend Jenny, and they together begin to investigate Michael's murder. It leads them on an incredible chase through Beverly Hills, the art world, the world of coffee, 
And of course, it's the 80s, so the world of cocaine. It's a wonderful film featuring great performances, mostly by Mr. Murphy himself, but also sneak appearances by Damon Wayans and Bronson Pinchot. Thank you so much. I hope you love this movie as much as I did. Of course, probably none of you will have your grandmother sitting next to you while watching it, and that's really the true state in which to watch Beverly Hills Cop is with one's grandmother. Hope you enjoy. Awesome. Delight. That is that is a delight. That was a great, um, what a great story and a great attachment or like connection to Hills Cap. It's like a little one act play of just this grandmother. Oh my, that is so true for him, the way that you described that. And I know he would love to hear that description of that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So let's get into our levels. I can go first coming off of, of John B, which is that I joke about the trilogy thing, but in my brain, there was a series of movies I'd never seen Mm. that I all thought were related which was Beverly Hills Cop, <laughs> Troop Beverly Hills, and the Police Academy. <laughs> I thought they were all about police officers. Um, so I've never seen this movie, but um, my level is going to be Axel F, which is used to be one of my favorite songs. Axel as F? Axel as F. Is that what it's called? No, I'm just... Oh, yeah, it's called Axel, as, Axel F, which is the most repeated song in this movie that you hear about 300 times. It's um, better every time. And hmm. ruined the song for me. That's my level. Um, I'm going to give myself a level of Eddie Murphy laugh track because I've definitely seen the cover. I remember like walking the halls of Blockbuster, seeing the cover, never being allowed to rent it, probably because it was R. Um, and I, I really like Eddie Murphy and I remember like seeing clips of him on, um, SNL and really liking it and seeing some of his stand up and liking it and then seeing him in like other movies, but I never, I know, so I've heard people's impression of Eddie Murphy laughing, but I don't think I've ever heard Eddie Murphy laugh. Like, like I kind of was like, oh, that's literally how he laughs or sounds, or at least the character he's doing. So it's kind of like. I feel like this was my first introduction into like Eddie Murphy prime time when he was like maybe at his peak or beginning. Yeah. It was, I read that it was the first of seven movies of that he starred in that opened number one at the box office, which is pretty incredible. He was hot. Yeah. Was oh yeah. Very yeah. young, very young in this Totally. Movie. And I like know that intellectually, I know how important he is in the comedy, but I just like, it was uh, two, I was two years old when this movie came out. So yeah. Yeah. Just quick, speaking of his youth, I had a hard time believing he was a cop because he was right. so young. Yeah, so young, like 22 um, or 23. Yeah. God, was he that young? That's crazy. Yes, yes. Because lots of cops, yeah. My, or he's even a detective, not even right, just like he's a, a detective. cop. Right, he's a detective, yeah. Uh, my level is going to be just banana in the tailpipe. Just, that's what I remember from this movie. Mm. Uh, I had like a friend, uh, James B, who I'm going to see if we can't loop him in for this, of just, that's all he thinks about as well. And yeah, I just, I really want to try that one day to see if it really works <laughs> to screw, screw over the, whoever's tailing me. Uh, but I'm in the pail pop. Yeah. Pop, pop. My personal connection to Eddie Murphy, I learned in doing a little research was that his birthday is April 3rd, 1961. And my birthday is April 2nd, 1981. 1961. <laughs> I say that because okay. we're almost exactly 20 years apart. That's cool. That's crazy. Almost exactly. And I like that. I like that little fact. 
because Eddie Murphy is so timeless and ageless. Yeah, um, he really is. And I mean, I had, I've seen all of his old SNL stuff, the Gumby, yeah. the Buckwheat. Buckwheat, oh my God. Um, but like this, yeah, it was really exciting to see this movie and to see, yeah, there's like some very funny parts in this movie that actually made me laugh. Oh yeah. Uh, should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. So, I mean, not even in the comedy stuff, but this movie starts off with some insane stunts. Yeah. Just like... Totally. So we get a, a cigarette deal going wrong. Cigarette <laughs> um, deal, yeah. <laughs> that then like folds into, I don't know, a five-minute... Car chase. With a semi-truck just yeah. tearing up the streets oh of Detroit. Oh, my God. It was pretty exciting. I was like... Where did they film this? And that's a lot of like damage. Like <laughs> I also was so confused because I was like, God, this doesn't look like Beverly Hills. Like I couldn't figure <laughs> out. <laughs> and then it honestly wasn't until maybe like 15 minutes, 20 minutes into yeah, the film. Beverly like, Hills used to be a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we do think differently in Beverly Hills. I'm like, oh, did he leave from somewhere else? Like, I don't know. I kind of zoned out. But yeah, the the first, it, it's a really long, it's a long time. It's a long take of just, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Of just create like cars getting crashed all over the place. Like unnecessarily awesome. Because it's the, all yeah. awesome. And the first like just, five minutes to 10 minutes of this movie, we get two amazing 80s songs. We get The Heat Is On mm-hmm. and The Neutron Heat Dance. Is on. Well, yeah. <laughs> the Neutron Dance. Yeah. Which one was I'm that? I'm just saying, doing the Neutron Dance. <laughs> anyway, I love I, the soundtrack yeah. to this movie. The soundtrack is really impressive. It is super 80s, super synthesizer. Doesn't, it had me in my 80s yeah. feels. Doesn't always match the tone, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> But it's energetic. It's cocaine. It's done on cocaine. Yeah. All of it. And not just cocaine. <laughs> so we also kind of get the first, like, little weird interaction between, by weird, I mean uncomfortable and especially very timely interaction where, you know, nobody believes that oh, Eddie yeah. Murphy is a police officer. And then there's just these, like, white police officers arresting him without any cause or suspicion. Because well, is yeah. he undercover at this point? Yeah. He's undercover. Ill- illegally so. He's, he's right. Not, he's not on uh, a well, he's, not doing it. he's he's gone gone rogue. He's rogue. He's roguely undercover. But yeah, like yeah. there's a lot. I mean, this movie definitely one of the themes of it is like police brutality. Like towards him, I would say, right? There's a couple of different a, instances. A little bit, but I mean, honestly, definitely profiling and not asking questions <laughs> before you arrest somebody. Yeah, he just sure. gets arrested a lot. a lot. And then he gets, like, roughed up in the Beverly Hills police precinct. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is Only true. the one time. It's, like, punch. Yeah. yeah. One Which more time be- than I've been roughed up <laughs> they, by the police. They become that is fr- true. Friend. That, yeah, we'll get to that yeah, later. I know. That, that yeah, guy that punched character. him real quick. Yeah, really quick. Yeah. We also, in the beginning of the, the Detroit montage with the heat is on, we get the first set of look-alike Michael Jackson twins. Oh, um, yeah. There are two sets in this movie. One is in Detroit, one is in Beverly Hills. It's friends that are dressed like Michael Jackson walking down the street together, which is adorable. <laughs> what I love yeah. is that Eddie Murphy finds that like funny and he like does like a double take of what, 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 <laughs> you sillies. And then, I mean, that's basically his outfit from Raw. Of just like yeah, it is head to toe leather. It's yeah. Is that part of it? Because like, there's another nod where he when he checks into the hotel and he says like Michael Jackson on top of the world and like 
that was his Rolling Stones article. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of like nods to how who yeah. he is in culture at this time. I think. Um, so Eddie Murphy, Axel Foley gets yelled at by his his boss dad. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He gives yeah. him the like, "You have one more chance." Lecture, which you which, get a lot in movies of the eighties. Yeah, I think. I think this was might have been like one of the originals of just. Well, like, when's the, Top Gun? That was definitely a very similar. Like, you've got one more chance. Yeah, but I think there's this like black police chief that yells at you. That's even more just sort of in the canon of just. Gotcha. I don't know that they spoofed over the years, but and like this guy has only done these three movies, and that's oh really? Yeah. I know I didn't recognize him at all, and I felt like I should have. Yeah, and I've not it, seen any of the movies. He's so. literally just done the Beverly Hills movies. Huh? Huh? Interesting. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> um. So Eddie Murphy goes home, and somebody's eating his food and leaving his refrigerator door open. Slimer. It's Slimer from the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere between slimer and goldilocks is his yeah. friend a security guard from beverly hills from when he was like four because he's 16 now it's like i don't know how long or like, yeah how eddie murphy's character has lived but they know each other from detroit or beverly hills detroit detroit right and he's yeah. He's in town from Beverly Hills. <laughs> he's visiting because he's yeah. got some business. But the art that Jenny, the woman, she's from Detroit too. They, they all, all grew, grew up, up in Detroit. Okay, I thought yeah. so. There's a lot of parts of this movie, I'm not going to lie, that I was just like, there's, they're explaining a lot of things that just mm -hmm. happened and are going to happen and I couldn't follow a lot of it. But I did love the action scene. Um, so then they they get beat up in the hallway and just like, Mikey gets shot in the hallway. Just Holy like, shit, yeah. man. That's when the tone of this movie changes. <laughs> like, I was like, what? <laughs> like, they no, just, I was like, that is violent. Execution yep. style, the back of the head. Like, and I, I was like, Bruh. like, yeah, this is an R-rated movie. Like, what yeah. song did they play during that? Probably like, Probably like, the chicken dance. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so boss dad gets mad again. He yelled at Eddie Murphy again. Ah, bah, 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 bah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you do, if you, there's another movie to be made where, like, bad luck and death do kind of follow Eddie Murphy. <laughs> like, he's, he's in, like, the wrong place at the wrong time a lot. So my next question is, does Eddie Murphy drive to Beverly Hills? Because yes, if he does, he, does. Is he, has, he has the same transportation power that Robin Hood and um, <laughs> Littlefinger <laughs> have. <laughs> Littlefinger have. Littlefinger? Is that his name? Oh, I bet from um, Game of Thrones, he can. Like, well, yes, and I'm talking about Robin Hood and what's the character's name? I'm Morgan only going to say that a chew, but that's the one from Men in Black. Yeah, Aziz. Aziz, and, yeah. and they get so quickly to uh, yeah. to the new land. And oh, yes, felt, right. Just remember, they're on that boat, and they're like, anyway, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, three now continents later. <laughs> And I feel like that's how he, and he was like not wrinkled or like, he just like got out of the car and was like, here I am in Beverly Hills. Like, Why did he drive there? Like what, in what world does that make sense? Well, he needed his uh, car. Right. Why? Just so Why they could make car? some bad car jokes later. Good Lord. The other people getting a lot of like money during this time, along with the like roadside animals, uh, from all the other roadside animals yeah the roadside <laughs> animals the oh yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah the deer and squirrels yeah, yeah. yeah are like all of the signs in beverly hills because yeah, anytime totally. you watch a movie about beverly hills it's like rodeo, rodeo drive yeah. like dolce and gabbana yeah know, the whole 
like oh we're in beverly hills okay yeah got it yeah right. And um, yeah, go ahead. No, uh, I, I guess we're there where they, she, he goes to his friend's art gallery and then we get introduced to Balky. Balky. Uh, ba- Can, Balky. 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 Can Balky. I tell you guys Water. my favorite piece of trivia from this movie on the IMDb page? Yes, please. Um, the last piece of trivia, if you look it up, is... Um, the woman that plays Jenny in this movie is Lisa um, Eilbacher. Is that how you say that? Lisa sure. Eilbacher. Yeah. Um, the trivia is, in this movie, Lisa Eilbacher plays Bronson Pinchot's boss. In Ten to Midnight, she plays Charles Bronson's daughter. And they are just telling us that because the first name of the one actor is the same as the last. And I looked at it and I'm like, but they're not related. What's happening? I just like did such a deep dive into who Charles Bronson was to try to tie him to Bronson Pinchot. They're not related. Fun uh, fact. Um, I had one of my uh, fantasy football team names was called Bronson, Bronson, Bronson. Oh. <laughs> and I would just scroll through pictures of uh, Bronson Pinchot, Charles Bronson, and then the British criminal Charles Bronson. The... They made a movie about it. Um, Bane played him. Um, He's this crazy. Yeah. That makes it seem like this piece of trivia makes sense. Maybe it does. It it does not. Don't don't base what makes sense on my fantasy football. Uh, I I so hope that you added that piece of trivia to the IMDb. (laughs) 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 Bronson Bronson. I'm going to make an argument uh, right now that the Perfect Rangers is perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect. You gotta re-listen. I, you might hear it today Ooh. at the end of this podcast. Oh. But it is a perfect A-team song. There's a set of writers that wrote a lot of the same theme songs at that time, but there's like a crescendo, there's love, there's, it's, it's beautiful. So Balky is a favorite of mine. And Balky, that actor isn't French. Like he doesn't actually have an accent right what now. What accent is he doing in this movie? It's a good question. I feel like it's like miscellaneous Eastern European, European. Okay. It sounds think... a lot like Martin Short in Father of the Bride. Which okay. Nope. Nora L was like, is he doing a bad German impression? Oh, which well, I, she I, actually, would know. I didn't think so. I don't but think so. That's what she thought. Well, he's more Eastern Europe. Yeah, I think he's kind of supposed to be Greek, like Mediterranean island Mm -hmm. when he's in Perfect Strangers. And then I was reading that he often does a French accent, which is definitely not what he's. He does a lot of accents, but yeah. Yeah, But like none well, right? Like, I mean, what is this? I think it's just pretentious is what he's doing. It doesn't matter where he's from. He's a, although helpful, because all he wants to do is give people an espresso with a twist of lime, or lemon, sorry. You know what accent he's doing? He's doing the wizard from Waterworld. He's doing that accent. Oh, that guy. You (laughs) mean the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) He sounds just like that guy. Please, I can't do it, but please do an impression (laughs) of that wizard again. It's just like, oh, it's just talking, it's talking while you're in it. Evening shade. the back of the child's back. It's insane. So Eddie Murphy brings flowers to Victor Marilyn's office and he breaks in. And it looks like Victor is wearing a bathrobe. 
in yeah. his office. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Victor, would you like to wear the suit today or the bathrobe? <laughs> Definitely bathrobe. Yeah. And we see that the bad guy who killed his friend is sitting in the office. Who yeah. is Mike Ehrmantraut for from Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah. And also he was in a... Uh, sex ed video from way back in the day about weird condoms or you know it he was also one of Google the that. officers in gremlins oh. yes that's yeah i love like because i He's i think everything. the first thing i knew and saw him in was breaking bad and then yeah. seeing him in younger stuff He's in although my parents were watching um Wait, they watched this movie with you just the end the because we split it in two and they, they watched okay. the the last half and um, I think they recognize, or no, I, th- I it was actually Nora, uh, recognized him from uh, Community. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. He, he has bit parts. He was yeah. in Shoot Me. He's been, um, he's hmm. in everything. He's in like, yeah, like a Woody Allen well, movie. Well, my favorite feature of his office is the button he pushes where five bad guys just come in through various it's, portals. They were in <laughs> closets, just, they're in like stasis, just waiting. Oh, man. <laughs> what are they doing and where Activate. are they? <laughs> Yeah, and they all had mustaches, which is also awesome. It's, it's such like an '80s bad guy office. Like I was waiting for like the pan to the Shark Tank because like right. yeah. bad guy offices always have those um like opaque square glass. That's oh yeah, making it up totally. So that's how you know it's bad guy. So then they just like throw him through a window <laughs> oh in that building. Like, that went to eleven super so quick. Fast. And like that's first of all. If you went through a window like that, you would have damage to your body. You're, unless you perfectly tucked and rolled of some decent kind. chance of dying. Yeah. You, we, you go head first through there, you're going to get just yeah. your neck slashed. That's and also like, windows work. Jokes on those people. They've made their building out of breakaway glass. Like <laughs> right. not, a bird could Sugar fly glass. into that building and it would Sugar just glass. shatter. Yeah. It's nuts. Like the, yeah, like it is nuts. Unfun story, but one that's related that <laughs> oy, makes me think oy. about it. <laughs> is one of my brother's friends went through our um, glass back door to our garage when we were kids. And my mom had just left the house and she was like, left my brothers and their friends playing Trivial Pursuit or something. She was like, I'll be right back. Be good. And um, they, they got up and they started chasing each other around the house and he slipped on mud and put his hands and body like oh, yeah. through the glass oh, yeah, of yeah, our yeah. back door. My mom came home and was just like a very different scene. And oh my God. Like it was very traumatic. So, all that's to say, if you go through glass, you can mess yourself up. Oh, yeah. man. There was, it was very upsetting. So, I don't believe he just like went through glass and like rolled and then was like, ha ha. But so no. Are we saying that they should start making all windows out of sugar <laughs> maybe, glass? Maybe you yeah. do. Because what if? Right. You yeah. never know. <laughs> we shouldn't even have windows. This should just be a frame. Right, yeah. So they throw them through a window and then like the Aryan Nation cops come. I'm sorry. It's just like so much like, yeah. Green, yeah. White. I mean, they're very rare. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I wondered if Eddie Murphy, did he, I know he improvised a ton on this movie, but did he like write the script at all? Like I was kind of hoping that like. No. Yeah, I was too. Although I was too. Th- this yeah. may be the time we live in because I think both Nora L and I were just like he was treated really well, and I think it's just because he wasn't immediately shot and just like tasered. Maybe yeah, I don't. I don't I, know if I just thought uh, that they purposely 
God, it is so weird to think like if they just didn't even think about it or if they were partly trying to make a statement of like, think about if he was a white cop, like how he would be treated versus he's an African-American guy. And he even says it at one point, like he goes into the, like he fake, he's like the fake inspector. Yeah. He's like, you let a black man get this far in the factory, you know? And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I, I felt like they were trying to make a point, but I don't know. Maybe but it was... I'm mainly going just, shit is crazy right now. That it, that, that looked, that looks like. I don't know. Yeah, it, everything seems less. Like, I, yeah. I'm sure I could watch Roots right now and be like, oh, you know, it wasn't so bad back then. I don't, um, I don't know if that'll... That's probably not true. That's probably not true. I'm, yeah. It's just, uh, things are bad now. <laughs> things are terrible. It's the worst. Um, um so he gets taken to the Beverly Hills police station, which he's commenting that it's very fancy. And it, there's a whole like montage of him like walking through and noticing that things look different than the Detroit police office. Right. That's yeah. when I found out we weren't in Detroit. <laughs> I hadn't it, caught up. I was like, 50 oh. minutes into right. the movie. First of all, so in it. the Beverly Hills police department, there's computers everywhere. It looks like NASA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're gonna keep track of all the crime in Beverly Hills. I know all the crime. I mean, they are definitely presenting themselves as like this, like upscale, like overfunded, rightly funded police. Um, That is true. Um, So that's when he gets punched because the they don't believe him. But then the guy like apologizes really quickly. Because he has to. Establishing is because the. I don't know what the guy's, the commissioner's name is, but they're establishing that like everything is by the book here because then he's like, do you want to press charges? And Eddie Murphy's like, no, like police don't charge. Like they, he kind of like, you can tell that like the Detroit police office is kind of this like PAL system. Like we kind of drink on the job sometimes, or we can like have a workaround of like, like slightly outside the law or whatever. And then Beverly Hills is like, no, everything's by the book. But it's by the book, but they still have an employee that three seconds into a uh, altercation punches someone in the, yeah, the stomach. I know. And it's kind of awkward because then you're like, you kind of become endeared to this guy, but you're like, yeah. what is this guy's problem? Like he just, yeah, it's and rough. I, I think some in, I will have to rewatch the sequels or whatever because I know I've seen them, but I think he gets more endearing after, the, I, I assume he doesn't backslide into just more <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah during the sequels and stuff yeah so i'm thinking in my brain that some of the endearment i have to him is because of further movies because yeah he he does two things right and like seven things wrong yeah it's true um so that's when he he leaves uh jen bails him out of jail and then he orders room service to the police who are tracking him late supper which i think is very funny um and that's where we meet Damon, Damon Wayne. Just for one scene, though. Yeah. I'm so bummed. So I have a question about that character. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> is it, what's your question? Is he doing an affected gay, gay person, person character? Yeah, I mean, then we I'm, see Eddie Murphy do this later. And that I'm just, I mean, again, I know we're watching a movie in a bubble. Um, well, Eddie Murphy's definitely 100% a gay character who has slept with the villain or that's right. what the role play is i was like wondering about that too but then i was also wondering about balky i had this note where it's like during this movie i'm constantly holding my breath of like oh god yeah um and it's like um it's like the the implied gay characters are kind of jokes but they're not 
Right. Like there's not there wasn't a punchline. Right. They're kind of just part of the tapestry, I suppose. Like they're part of the scene. You know, yeah. I know. And then I was like, but I don't know. And it's interesting because like with Eddie Murphy's like stand up and stuff, like he definitely homophobia was like I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a director's cut that then has a horrible, horrible homophobic joke after both of those scenes. But I was waiting for Damon Wayne's character because it's like, it's kind of just like a pretty strong character choice. And then Mm -hmm. he just hands them some bananas. bananas. And then he just seems he's like really sweet and like glad. It's a funny little moment. Yeah. It's it's weird. He's a helpful, kind character. And and he played characters that were uh, effeminate on yeah oh living color living color that a decent amount and i honestly can't remember if they skewed bad or if they were similar to this right so it's like okay right is what's the joke i guess is always the question you know it's crazy know. yeah yeah exactly i don't know was he famous at this time damon wayans probably uh, not right it's probably I like coming up at the time coming up I but i don't know damon wayans jr was famous at the time. <laughs> <laughs> or, exactly. i forget which of the wayans J- was famous first, yeah. I don't know, man. That what a what a talented family, man. Oh my every, god, Marlin? every single person. Yeah, and then the yeah, then the juniors take over. It's crazy. Um, so they go. Well, then Philip, do you want to talk about the banana up the tailpipe scene, or did you? Just, I mean, it's the joy in delivering the food and how much Rosewood. Which God bless him. He he's just a a fun little. Judge Reinhold. Oh, Judge Judge Reinhold. Reinhold. His character is just so eager and whatever. And just all of that. And then the hijinks of Eddie Murphy just scrambling with some bananas. Uh, It is just so funny. I did enjoy Judge Reinhold's like little conversations. I thought they were really fun. It was interesting when the bellhop Eddie Murphy kind of like chooses that moment to go out and stuff the tailpipe with bananas, which I guess makes sense because they're distracted. But then the bellhop just like winks at him and like, did they plan this? Like, why is the bellhop all of a sudden like totally cool with this like random guy stuffing bananas up their tailpipe? But I guess they kind of get that he's charming and he's like very charming. Yeah, yeah, he he just charms. He can charm his way out of anything. So there, this there's a few scenes that take place in the warehouse where I'm kind of confused about what's happening. Um, but we're at the warehouse and some shit happens. That's what I wrote down. I was like, so we're at the warehouse and there's some things happening. People are going in and out of cars and Jen's there. And I don't know. I don't really know. Well, right. yeah, I think Eddie Murphy's trying to like just investigate like he yeah like art smuggling like what what this guy what these guys' deal is and then right. he poses as a inspector like real quick like really like intensely well that's not this is that the scene where he's the inspector or is it a later I oh that's at the think- second time well maybe yes okay so then they cut back to the precinct um and then they keep talking about bananas and late supper then they go Those back to the guys got a banana gag like glasses with a banana on the nose real quick like so, they figured, they heard at like 11 p.m. that this had happened, and by he 9 a.m., where did they and, go? And Jerry, you got to go to that store. You know, that has yeah, Spencer's it. gift. I know. <laughs> I was just like, that's like a legit banana face glasses For that they a have. Super lame joke. Like <laughs> put on his face. Yeah, no, it doesn't. No sense, it. but it, it. it looks good anyway. I get. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just i want to pull that joke on someone just give them like the most tangential <laughs> banana glasses joke uh, yeah yeah okay so then eddie murphy pretends to be a customs 
officer. He's like, and then there's like that one specific package, the box that we all interested in. That's Cold the one that blood. he finds coffee grounds on, right? Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. But it's Who, like, which, how many people are shipping ground coffee? As a coffee snob, a pseudo coffee snob mm, myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know they say oh, it's like, it think gets about the, what well, gets, yeah, right. Like it gets the dog scent off of it, but it's also like, well, anybody that opens it is going to know it's drugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you're, you're shipping ground coffee, loose, yeah, loose ground coffee. Yeah, loose ground coffee. In a wooden box. Yeah. yeah well, totally. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Eddie Murphy takes uh, the police officers to a strip club. I was so confused with this scene. So that was random. It was like a coincidence that these two trench coat guys go yeah, I, yeah. and rob. Yeah, it seems crazy. He's crazy. just always on the case. He's a, he's a... So it's demonstrative of how great of a detective yeah. Eddie Murphy is, which definitely worked, but like it worked so well that I'm like, did he know they were going to be there? Like, was this part of his scheme? No, I think it was just random. And then I think they're all, the movie makers are also using it to get us on Rosewood and bald mustaches side of right. just like they yeah how they are get onto eddie murphy's side of like trust him. oh you know the fact that they're willing to trust him we should give cut them a break you know even yeah. though whatever yeah um i did enjoy eddie murphy dancing in his chair and he was yep. very yeah that was fun yeah that's, and he that's was just what i do of- at strip clubs is just the little shoulder so he just in, wanted to go to dance. a strip club like he legitimately i think so He's he's solving cases, but he is actually on vacation, you know. Don't you think that's one of the biggest like movie Hollywood MacGuffins is that strip clubs are fun to like hang out in and like that's where you would go to like have a good meal, a great drink, and like a good time. It's not from the eighties. There's some people, I don't know who, but maybe somebody on this podcast sometimes watches like the Jersey Shore or <laughs> this like show where like Vinny and Polly try to get a second ah. chance at love. Oh my God. And that's <laughs> literally what they say is like that they go to the strip club to have like a nice meal. And like, but I think, have- I know, I think we're making the exact same point, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I've, I've been to some strip clubs. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of I've like, a never, group, right? Never right guys, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, guys. That's the time. That's whenever we talk about strip clubs too much. That song <laughs> is that Axel F. Oh, when, yeah. I, when I become a stripper, I'm going to only strip to this song. Just, just you know. But it's like a very, very dive bar situation, right? It's like anyway. I'm playing specific mood. <laughs> playing it because it kept appearing in the sh- yeah. in the movie, so I thought it had to appear in our podcast. I love it. Um, but no, I've, I've never eaten at a strip club. Um, no. What yeah. about that one strip club in Baltimore? Off of um, Pulaski Monument? Or no. Well, there's like, there's several that I used to pass when I worked in Essex. But Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, um, you're all, it's like just off the 83. You can see it off to the right. It's oh, yeah. Scores. 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 They're always <laughs> talking about the food they have. I mean, like well, I don't know. That that's a chain. I actually wouldn't oh. be surprised if they didn't have Gross. amazing food. It's like the Dave uh, and Buster's of strip clubs. Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe. Katie, so. have you ever been to a strip club? I never have been. I never have been. I think I'd get too nervous. I would be like, ugh, a wreck. Like I, I, 
I would be so embarrassed for everybody, literally everybody in there. I would feel like secondhand embarrassment. I'm not a huge fan, I will say, except for, and I, I, I love the strip clubs of Portland because oh. it, it has more strip clubs per, ca- or per capita than any other really? place in the U.S. That. And they're just all regular bars that randomly have... Huh. A- Portland, Oregon? Portland, Oregon. And I mean, it's just, it's more normalized. And yeah, yeah, I could see that like like belly dancing, but like, it seems like you have to just go to this, like, they're just like so separate here in Baltimore. Bill, I should tell a story or just like, I should contextualize um, your connection (laughs) with strip clubs of working with a environmental organization (laughs) uh, when it was your job to see if anybody, if different people throughout Baltimore city wanted tree pits and including strip clubs and you had to go in mid day like in front of their business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Cause I was like surveying all this and my survey included, um, Baltimore what, street, like the yeah. district. What, what's that street called? It's the, the strip. The strip, strip. Or, yeah. And I was like, no, these people deserve street, <laughs> the option to have street treats too. Dude, so the only time I've been into a Baltimore strip club is asking if they would like um, some street, street trees. Uh, <laughs> and they, they had to check with that. the manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you hold on and you get like a little motorboat? And then, yeah. Oh my God. Um, I did the action of a motorboat. Yeah. But yeah. I have yeah. never, I've never been to a, a strip club that has female dancers, but I had been to this oh, strip club that had male dancers. Yeah, I didn't think that there was another option. No, it's not anything to write home about, but uh, my friends uh, bought me like, a, or got me like a, on stage for my 18th birthday. It was called the Hangar Club and it was a strip club outside of DC. Mm-hmm. And Pazer the Amazer, uh, that was Ooh. his name, did a dance uh, for my birthday. Pazer That's fun. You know, and then, and, yeah. oh, go ahead. Oh, just super, super fast. One of my friends, parents, <laughs> got her a stripper for her, her birthday and she worked at a gym and the guy came the the premise is we were going to take an aerobics class and then he came to be our instructor oh my god comes in the room and i literally hear uncle terry (laughs) because one of the girls in our class it wasn't her uncle but it was a friend of ours uncle (laughs) (laughs) i didn't change his name his name was uncle that's nuts man um, so all you Terry's in the DC area, I, <laughs> good on you for staying fit. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna dip back in to the strip club in the movie where like <laughs> once they, once they like solve everything and they get the trench coat guys, I feel like the audience clap is the equivalent to when like a pilot lands a plane and everyone claps. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the whole strip club claps that now these two, like that they're not shot up. Like, right. I'm like, to be really intense. Like yeah. that was crazy. I'm not certain that no one was shut up. There's probably someone bleeding over in the corner. Maybe. You know? Oh, I guess there were some guns that went off. It was nuts. And then yeah. there's just like a slow clap. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like every wrote stopped. down, I wrote down also Phil, Phil, uh, Spike. Oh yeah, that's right. That was something that A. Murphy kept oh. saying. Yeah. That was right. really yeah. bold of him because he just jumps in front of that shotgun and starts like still role playing. And to assume that that crazy man whose plan is to rob a strip club is just going to like pull the trigger kind of crazy. It just goes to show you that <laughs> no one named Philip or Phil in a movie is, is good. So some drunk guy, in a, he's like, oh, what name can I use? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I, you know, right. 
So I'm a drunk, uh, look, my character is a drunk guy in a strip club, just reconnecting to a friend, also (laughs) just randomly in a strip club. Who is that? It's a Phil. That's a Phil. That's why I wrote it down. I was like, it's going to be for Philip. Totally. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so then Eddie Murphy follows the museum guy to a fancy restaurant. Oh, and yeah. This is where he pretends to be gay. Yeah. Which I still, having never been a maitre d', I can't imagine that would make get him in. It's like, I would just tell that person, maybe you should. Yeah. You know, connect with them some of their time, just not right. right now. I mean, he's definitely revealed himself. Like, if you were worried that this person was going to cause a scene in your restaurant, he's now confirmed that he will. <laughs> like, yeah. this isn't right. going to be great oh, for the I am going of this to throw restaurant. a stink bomb in your <laughs> yeah. restaurant. Would you like to throw it, or would you like me to throw it? Yeah. And, oh, oh, you throw it. Yeah. Absolutely. I did enjoy all of the moment that man hit the buffet and like just shit went everywhere. That I was yeah. kind of awesome. I kind of wondered so if that wonderful. guy did his own stunt because that yeah. was like, whoa. He definitely was surprised. Oh my he god, seemed it angry. was cool. I yeah. like he it. probably he probably wasn't told that he was doing his own stunt, <laughs> and then they just threw him. It's like use it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he was like, I, "This is my new suit." Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Eddie Murphy's just like stalking these guys around town um and then i even know that the villain looks so much like frank sinatra mm. Old frank, blue Victor? frank yeah. sinatra with a mole <laughs> right in the <laughs> middle of his forehead yeah yes and oh, i, he I did. was just like uh he's gonna get shot through that or something i don't know what yeah they zoomed in on it a lot he did um and then i wrote down that like I, I said we get a full summary of all the problems in the movie and there's a lot of talking and I spaced out before they go back to the gallery and talk to Balky. So if there's anything in there yeah. that you guys... I, basically, I, I a lot had of, a I comment that Billy is just not good with peer pressure. He, he stays strong for half a second and people are like, you should do this. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's like just the bad part of a uh, after school special. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, they find Balky's back in the galleries offering more espresso. They go back to the warehouse and that's where they find cocaine. Very shallow buried. Just barely under the surface of that the... Bar- that you don't yeah. even... I mean, like, first of all, if you're shipping cocaine across the country in loose coffee, you're going to put it in more than a <laughs> Ziploc bag that can just be, like, torn open with just, like, the gentlest... All okay. of our drug dealer listeners, take note. We are yeah. we're giving out solid gold. Cellophane <laughs> it. Cellophane yeah. it. Bricks. 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 Take a nice hearty little dip into that and had to. He's like, let me verify it's cocaine. Oh, and then he was like, yeah. well, let me check again. So this is another like movie. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> more time. More just, just one more what time. We're all going to see if it, it makes the club experience good. So I'm going to be out for the next 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back again to see if the second day is the same. Yeah. Yeah. my hand. <laughs> this is another like oh. MacGuffin that I feel like people do all the time is they do that. They like take the movies, all, like they, they do it like it's like powdered sugar. And it's cocaine, and it's like that would affect you. And I, I would have no idea what cocaine tasted like. I would not be able to tell you if it was cocaine. You would know if it was not powdered sugar. I would know if it's not powdered sugar. If it yeah. was a box that said powdered sugar, I'd be like, "This is possibly crushed Tylenol." I don't know what this is. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. Or it's it's not chalk. Sweet. It's like climbing chalk is what it actually looks right. like. So it's. I would never assume something was climbing chalk I ever in my whole <laughs> you life. You could try, yeah. 
I'd have to try it. Um, but yeah, like I, as I think if I even put the tiniest about of cocaine on my gums, I would, would be gone. You. I would have like, when people in a movies do that, is that, are they looking for the buzz to know it's cocaine? It's, I think it's, it's an taste? easy way to test it. So nuts. I don't think it's, so it's a, gross. I mean, right. I think just getting out a mirror and like cutting it and snorting <laughs> it is like a little, it's like, hold on. Like instead, you're just like, you could snort it, I guess, your finger, but... Ugh, it's so... I like, who knows where it's been, like, what it actually but is. But he's a cop, maybe he... Right, I mean, he'd be, like, Borox. Borox. I know! <laughs> Borox? He'd be Borat. <laughs> is that a word? Yeah, yeah it is. It is but it just... <laughs> I just got confused it's between Clorox and Borat. <laughs> and the Lorax. The Lorax. What, just, if what if it's liquefied Lorax? I'm just now picturing a cop just about to like brush cocaine in his, his teeth. And someone's like, dude, it might be Borax. It's Borax. Oh, man. You never know. They could it's have true. had a Borax bag in there as a decoy. Yeah, right under that <laughs> centimeter of ground coffee. But, and it just says, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> um... And then, oh my gosh, then Eddie Murphy gets beat up. By those thugs, right? By those five, like, robot oh, men. Yeah, the cocaine guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cocaine guys. Oh, right, yeah. I, I just have a comment saying, damn it, Rosewood, and I don't know why. Just generally. Because he comes in and he shoots the guy. But, like, what was Eddie Murphy's plan in this scene? Like, he, he, he didn't have a plan. He leaves yeah. Judge Reinhold in the car, and he's like, okay, like, you hang here. But, like, did he just assume he was going to come in and save him? Because I wouldn't trust him to come in and save me. Right. Oh, he's exactly. super new. No, he doesn't know right. what he's doing. That's a whole... That's a whole... It's, like, the whole exposition that they don't even really talk about. But, obviously, it's, like, his first week. He's, like, such the rookie. And the other right. guy's kind of jaded. Right. For sure. So, they get out of there. Fine. Unscathed. And uh, then... those bad guys should have just killed him. Like, uh... Yeah, I didn't get that. Like, oh, then they kidnap Jenny. Yeah. So, he gets... Jenny. He leaves they kidnap jenny and then eddie murphy's told he's got to leave town right it's like get out of here we're gonna solve like you gotta get out of here you gotta drive back to <laughs> get out of here we don't and want you here anymore eddie murphy. Your com- <laughs> and he comes back and he's and he comes back yeah he's like yeah he's like harrying the hendersons and then he <laughs> then they go to the mansion right is that right yeah they go to the mansion and they're running around in the they can see them on the cameras from inside um, and they're just like watching them. And then there's just like this crazy. Oh my God. Sh- that camera looked like the game of um, operation. It was just like, right. it had like little like bright lights on it for where <laughs> all the gates were. It's like gate five was broken. Like, yeah. Like you don't even need, why do you have this map? Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. There's like a, a crazy shootout involving people with like, Tiny, teeny pistols. Yeah. Oh my that god! You probably like can't Zoolander shoot pistols. something more than a foot away from you, and then like machine guns, and machine guns, and then Al Pacino's on every balcony. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I understand. I get like the winners and the that good and the evil and all that. That's like a fun thing about an action movie. But like, they you, you can't evade a machine gun like you know what's interesting about it which i actually really like is that like this movie is so heavily scored and like it's scored the whole time they're trying to get in and then once the shooting stops the score stops which actually is kind of nice because you're like oh yeah this would be totally not fun like no one needs to be no one wants to be in a shootout this isn't fun but like the tone is kind of everywhere like you can't tell 
they rosewood taggart i think is his name and eddie murphy never fully internalized that they're in a shootout right. <laughs> like every time they shoot a bullet they just like stand there with like their hands in their hips like is it over it's like no man they've got like akv 47 or whatever um and they're just getting plowed and then like every like even when eddie murphy like shoots the second like droopy eyed gremlins guy then <laughs> he just stands over him and like looks for a I while know. and they get and shot they sh- in the arm it's like right like there's 10 more people in this house i don't know it's just really weird it was a very strange shootout and then it started off with like the goofy trying to get over the fence scene where they're oh, laughing, yeah. you know. So yeah, the the tone is all over the place. Oh yeah, and that was a really realistic. You mean like when the two partners, like Rosewood, yeah, that was like that was believable that it would take them that long. Like, yeah, that was like in real time. I did, I did, I did agree with that. It's like, yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, yeah, the tone is everywhere, and yeah, for sure. And then I wrote, did a whole. <laughs> that's the last thing you guys have but, to do yeah. over here. Well, then he's going to drive that, that. So I will confess that I didn't realize that Eddie Murphy had driven to. Did you um, know that this movie took place in Beverly Hills? That's what I just now, just when you said just Beverly now Hills. At the end. <laughs> what but about then, the montage of the Beverly Hills? I know. But then when at the end they're like, you guys are going to follow me to the city limits. I'm like, where's LAX? Like what? Like, um, and then I'm like, oh my God, he drove here and he's going to yeah. drive back. Yeah. He took a long vacation. That's a lot. I don't of know what's. But I let we could just Google it. What's well, Michigan? It. Talk amongst yourselves. It's probably like it's four days. It's probably three days. Days. guys. Like, let me just Google it while you talk about something else. Okay. Um, I bet you it's twenty-five hours. Katie, let me just Google it while you talk about something. Else. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the fact that uh, Axel Foley is wearing a Bill Belichick sweatshirt. It's it's a. He is. No, it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The but cut it's off. very much just a cutoff gray sweatshirt. It looks kind of like Jennifer Beals' sweatshirt from yeah, Flashdance. Exactly, which I think <laughs> Bill Belichick is copying. Uh, but it's you're in LA. I assume it's hot there. I know. Eh, Even yeah. a cutoff sweatshirt is still really hot. Don't I do, do it, guys. Yeah. Katie, what was your guess? Twenty. You, you drove straight and you never stopped. Twenty hours. Years, no, guess. it's shorter than that. I think it's. Uh, 19. You're both wrong. <laughs> Whatever, 24. What's 24 plus 9? 33? Whoa! Jesus. I guess because it's so north. 33 right. hours if you go the northern route, and 34 hours if you go more southern. Because Baltimore to San Francisco is 40, but that's like a really uh, straight shot. So yeah. you're going to get tolls so either north. way. It's so north to so south. That's what's... God, yeah, no, that takes like four or five days. What is he doing? That's the other movie is what he no. does on his two road trips. Totally. <laughs> the other movie is just him sitting in the car. Him driving. <laughs> uh, in real time. It's like a 34-hour movie of Eddie Murphy driving to LA. When, oh my God, appara- I love it. There apparently is a, a video game for Penn and Teller's Magic. And one of the levels if, is you have to drive from like, I don't know, somewhere like an eight hour drive and you just have to hold this joystick that like leans to the left for eight hours oh my gosh and that's what like a level doing? that's insane yeah People. that's so, like some sort of weird like man challenge it's like hold your penis for eight hours <laughs> let's left. do it it'll be fun it's <laughs> like done <laughs> I already did it. Nine hours. Make me a good magician. (laughs) Take that, Penn and Teller. Tell my mom, too. She can finally come in my room. (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't go into that room, Mom. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Uh, uh, 
All right. Uh, um, okay. So yeah, they save the day. Everyone lives. Although I was worried about the art director friend. I thought she was going to die at one point. I thought Jenny. The, yeah, Jenny. I um, actually in the beginning, I really thought she was the villain. I thought that was going to be the twist oh. that she yeah, had set up, better. Mikey. She had that like white pantsuit. I'm like, oh. But now all made her look white. like she was a cocaine dealer. But, oh, oh, she probably is. It's interesting but, that you thought her fashion good choices made her a cocaine dealer. <laughs> she just was dressed like an 80s villain. <laughs> and then also like it felt like she didn't, I don't know. It's like, is she surprised that he's dead? Like I can't tell, you know? Mm. Oh, about Mikey? Yeah. And yeah, I think like Eddie Murphy was being really vulnerable and I'm like, ah, oh, wouldn't it suck if this woman is... I just kind of got the hint that like she knew Mikey was going to die. Someday. It seems like <sighs> everybody was worried so about it. it was like... For, oh, yeah, he... He probably was. I mean, right? do yeah, we really think like he, he was... would have been able to do anything with German bearer bonds? <laughs> um, like, <laughs> I don't even know what any of that yeah, means. I know. Like, well, I, I don't even know to... what words you're saying right I now. I, I couldn't have done anything with that German bearer bond. You're um, the best. What is the word do? you're saying? Bear bond? Bear bond. <laughs> bear bond. Are you saying <laughs> ring bear? Um, Are you? What's a bear bond? Bearer bond. I, I don't know. It's, it's some yeah. sort of monetary unit that german bakers use because they're always oh. german german bearer did you bond. ask your german um i, I did <laughs> ask she your said, german ask your german what did um, she say she said i'm not allowed to ask that no yeah, I, I bet she did oh sounds damn about, sounds damn. secret sounds like um, sounds, sounds like no, sounds like nora l if i air bond um, behavior uh I might not have asked her, but I, yeah, it's it's some monetary. I know like, I'm fancy familiar thing. with it too, but it's just on the tip of my like. I know it's, that that's a term. It's always used in bank yeah. robberies, but it's like I don't know how to use a bearer bond and. It's like a Bitcoin. Basically, kind it's, of. It's, it's, like the 1980s, it's the nineteen eighties. It's the eighties version of Bitcoin. It's kind of. Oh, well, is that the end of the movie? Yeah. yeah. Well, they follow him out of town, and they are maybe going to go to another strip club. Is what it seems and then like. They, Play the theme song eight more times. And he's like, freeze faces on him. Trust oh, me. I was not expecting that freeze. I, me I neither. Was ex- I was expecting like one more like joke or two at the strip club. Me too. Me too. I thought they were going to go. I thought they'd end at a strip club or wherever, a roller rink or wherever he's taking them. Uh, I actually did enjoy fun. the dancing at that strip club. Yeah, I thought it was tasteful. It's pretty tasteful dancing. It's actually yeah. dance, like some technique to the dancing. Anyway, I just remember that. <laughs> like a flashback. Um, any questions do you guys have from our uh, our voracious listeners? Let's see. I watched this movie with Louie L. And he does not have any questions. <laughs> Did he bark, bark, bark? Yeah, pretty much. Can't wait till he requests. Uh, puppy Dog Spring is his request. Oh, it oh is? nice. Yeah. Maya wanted to request all dogs good. Oh, God. What a glutton for punishment. Well, she just wanted to make sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. I, I- I asked my parents, but they didn't watch the whole movie, so they didn't have any questions. But right. I'm sure they have okay. like questions about like, are you eating enough vegetables or something like that? I'm yeah. sure they or like. Or they like, just want to yeah. like, Philip, are you being paid for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Why are no. you doing it? <laughs> which, Why did you kick us out so we could do a podcast? Which app do I need to use <laughs> yeah. to download this again? Yeah. Uh, um, all right, then it's time for Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers. Starting with Katie's suggestion to go with the sad first. The yeah. Movie. Yeah. So let's start with dumber. I have a dumber. Okay. 
Okay. I have a specific dumber and a broad dumber. I'll be really quick. Okay. My specific dumber is when Eddie Murphy is using like a hairpin to uh, pluck that gate to, what is it called? Break the lock? lock? Pop, uh, yeah. Pop, to break, pop, pop and lock. And lock. Pop and lock. No, wait, what no, is it really it's called, called? It's called pop and lock it. Is it? A pick a lock. Pick a lock. Thank you. Gosh. No, it's popping and locking. (laughs) Popping and locking. To pop and lock. To pick that lock, he is like taking forever. And I think Jen Reinhold could just step over the fence. Like it is so easy to climb in that area. Like the the different bricks on the wall are even Mm. like indented. He Mm. like Eddie Murphy could get over that fence so quick and it honestly is a dumber because i was thinking like is there a point to actually picking the lock like does he mm. need the door to be open mm-hmm. or is he just trying to get over the fence so that's a specific dumber and then my larger dumber is like a dumber and i guess maybe more of a question from kdl who's me um <laughs> is no one else investigating mikey's murder like they're mm. just like shut up about it like i don't want to hear about it in detroit and then beverly hills is just trailing eddie murphy so like why does Eddie Murphy need to take vacation to investigate? Well, no, his boss murder. yells at him for getting involved and is kind of like, stay out of it. Right. He's but already who, in hot water. But who else, like surely whoever is investigating surely. the murder, like are they just, are they just like running in circles in Detroit? Is that what's happening? No, they, I think they were going to start, but I, I think what we learned, especially from the beginning scene is that Eddie Murphy thinks he's a better cop than everybody else that's true and that he can his own street smarts and his own you know skills he could do it quicker because in detroit they're gonna run into just detroit leads but he knows like to go right to the source because it's his friend that's okay it's a half dumb yeah um my dumber is um all that delicious food they brought out to that car and then nobody really got to eat it yeah Totally. I always, ah, oh, I always note that in movies. Me too. The buffet too, man. They really ruined a ton of good food. Yeah. So, but I'm gonna call it dumb a dumber because I'm like, oh, you missed your chance to eat delicious food from like the Beverly Hills Wilshire or whatever. It was super. Yeah, would agree. Yeah. Mine is gonna be at the end that the bad guy doesn't know how to pre-cock his gun. Mm. Like he constantly like jumps out. Then cocks his gun. Yeah. And and then he gets shot. It's, because it's, it takes the minute. Yeah, totally. Because it, you can do that before you jump out. Like you don't you don't have to wait till you jump out to like then cock your gun. He's just he's really into gun safety and he's like, I, I don't want to like shoot my gun involuntarily. Right. So I, I gotta be sure I only see Eddie Murphy <laughs> and then I will cock my gun and try to shoot him. Sure yeah, that's that another by- Eddie Murphy some time. No, it, it's good for good. Eddie Murphy, but it's right. just, uh, come on, bad guys, up your game. <laughs> Dumb. And as a, as a side note, kill the bad, or kill, you know, Axel when you've got him in your, don't beat him up for 10 minutes. Right. Because yeah, they're really going matter. to kill him. Right. So there's no need to be sadists about it and beat him up for a while. So, yeah. And then explain your master plan. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, bummer. Um, little things. I, I have mine. Go ahead. I'm really bummed out about that window breaking. Mm, yeah. Because you know what? Somebody has to clean that up. Yeah. And they're totally. not going to get up all the glass. And then some dog is going to walk on there. <laughs> they're going to hurt their paw. Yeah. But I'm just thinking about the poor person who works in that building that just has to clean up these like 
doofus's mess and it bummed me out because they probably have to do that every day and like change what's his face's bathrobe and stuff. I mean, yeah, because like it was their full choice to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> it wasn't an incident. Like that's how yeah. you chose to ask someone to exit your building. Exactly. Throw them through a plate glass window. Oy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, my bummer is a broad bummer of like just how terribly this movie fails the Bechdel test. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. whoa! That I was, was like, noted by Norel. Man, yeah. it and the the protagonist or that I mean Jenny. Um, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else. Like she's, I, I looked her up. She is in a bunch of stuff, but I'm like, I recognize her face at all. And like, she's barely in it at all. I know. And I guess it's nice that she doesn't, they're not like romantic. Like that would have been. Ugh, I know. I was annoying. like, is he going to have a love interest in this scene? I was, I was glad that he didn't. But yeah. It, it, but that also meant that she got like eight lines. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was sort of searching for what my bummer would was going to be, and I'm actually going to go tangential to yours, Katie, of um, Jenny. Is that her? That's her name? Jen, yeah. Jenny. Yeah. Um, she's going to need a lot of therapy after this. Like, yeah. she, she yeah. thought she was going to be killed. And yeah, I, I've never seen her in anything else, but I believed when she was, she thought she was going to get killed and she was selling it uh, when they were, you know, being interrogated together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's just, how is she going to like change her worldview and like figure all of this out afterwards? And I, I'm just bummed about the repercussions and yeah, all for getting like three lines in this actual movie. Yeah, totally. Or just assuming it's not a movie, but in this like story of her life. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's definitely like collateral. Like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. This is totally rocked. And not even to mention that now like the art world is totally like her business is right. probably going to go under because it was funded by drug she- dealers. Did she think that she had no talent and she was just a front yeah, the whole right. time? Really? It's and, all, yeah. yeah. That's where like the tone of the movie is so weird. Like Eddie Murphy is in, Eddie Murphy's kind of in a different movie than a lot right, of no, other people. Even in that oh. scene, like he's sort totally. of joking around and like you look to her and he like <laughs> honestly thinks she's about to get <laughs> yeah. murdered. Yeah, totally. Just, oh, 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 it's oh, a, yeah. yeah. It's a different move for sure. I think that character could have been written as a third male friend, but then they realize like, oh, we just have to like put a female. That's movie. interesting. Yeah, you wonder because yeah, they didn't they didn't go with it the way that you thought they were going to, where she would like right. have a relationship with Rosewood or somebody, right? Like, you assume like at it's the end, Eddie Murphy, somebody, yeah. yeah, somebody, anybody. What hummed you up? I have a Hummer, um, and. It was kind of fun because it was a um, prolonged time in that I was reading the trivia. Nine hours? Was yep, it nine, nine hours? Hour <laughs> it was reading the trivia before, like as I was watching the movie a little bit and they were talking about um, how much of it was improvised. And they kept on talking about huh. this, um, like a lot of Eddie Murphy's dialogue and Taggart and Rosewood's is improvised. In fact, the mm. line about um, the like, the average human gut has like five pounds of red meat. Like, oh yeah, when they were, oh, the two, they were, that. they were auditioning like different um, male like lead, like uh, people to play the two buddy cop role, and they kept on trying to pair different people, different people, and then the two of them, they asked them to pretend like they had been made for a long time, <laughs> and re- Judge Reinhold just improvised, picked up a magazine and re- um, improvised that line, and then they kept yeah. it anyway. But That's fun. So, 
so, but my Hummer is, is that in, in all of the stuff about how much was improvised in the movie, they kept on talking about this super cops thing, like super cops, super cops. Like, what are they talking about? And then when it came on, I loved it so much. And I don't know if you guys caught it when like Eddie Murphy, when they come back from the strip club and Eddie Murphy's like, I don't even know what they teach you. Guys. These guys are, these guys are super cops. And then they like explain their way out of it. It's like, that wasn't true, sir. We walked in and Eddie Murphy did everything. And he's like, oh yeah. That was a, I don't know why you didn't. I don't know. I don't know why you like got out of that. That was a perfect right, yeah. lie. We were gonna go away from it and right. figure you guys out. But anyway, that whole scene I loved. Yeah. And I was reading that like Taggart's face. He's just pinching his nose, and you can tell he's laughing hysterically. But he's playing it. You should rewatch it. He's playing it like huh. he's embarrassed because they're both they're all losing it. And um, it is so fun. So any like that was my my Hummer was when Eddie Murphy was like you could tell he was improvising and he wasn't doing like an over the top character, but he was yeah. just like really hilarious. So mm-hmm. that's fine. Huh. Nice. My Hummer is just Eddie Murphy. Um, I just enjoy everything about his performance. I love how like physical he is, his facial expressions. I mean, his laugh is delightful. Yeah. Um, smart. He's like, there's things in there you can tell he was improvising. And I kind of like that he's just the flat out star of the movie. Oh, yeah. But he's like, he's not a cocky star. I don't know. He is kind of full of himself a little bit, but it doesn't, you like root for him the whole time. For sure. Totally. So yeah. And I just, I haven't seen honestly, because I think there's a genre of films that I just like, I realize how many movies I haven't seen now, which I'm eating a humble pie about it, but there's definitely these like action kind of films or things that I just wasn't interested in. Um, so it's kind of fun to watch. Them. Golden great. child. Golden child, golden child. I want to join the champ, but I don't. It's another Eddie Murphy movie. (laughs) I don't know if it. I'm fine to join. I'll join. Can be the golden child. (laughs) No, it's it's another Eddie Murphy movie. Um, it's also awesome. Put it on the list, Phil. Put it on the list. Someone someone did, I think. Okay. Uh, so my Hummer is just in the montage at the beginning. There's this one kid that I think just spits milk out of his mouth. And Oh, I know. In the montage, he laughs and he oh yeah. Yeah, and I was just instantly sold on this movie. Um, That's awesome. And at the, at the same time, I was like, man, why aren't more movies set in Detroit? Because just I would have followed like that kid in his life and just all of the, the, the characters and just the ambiance of Detroit. You know, yeah. this, this play because I, I get tired of the whole like Rodeo Drive, Beverly Hills, yeah. like this is this. And I would just m- much like if this whole story had gone down in Detroit, that been they could have done told basically the same story. Um, maybe a slightly different art place, but yeah. Maybe that was part of my struggle. It's like it didn't need to be in Beverly Hills. Like I just think that's the eighties. It's like cocaine in Beverly Hills. Everybody was chopped sure. up on it. And like I agree with you. I thought that opening montage with the heat is on and like it great. feels I like know. it's a little love note to Detroit in a yeah. lot of ways. And, and if Hollywood yeah. thinks that Detroit didn't have cocaine, like they could have done a cocaine story in Detroit. Like in yeah. the art world in Detroit. You know what I mean? It's just like so weird to have well, to like it's drive. also this like fish out of water thing that was yeah you know, i guess you're right sure. like, like but they could have done a rich they could have done like the outskirts of detroit you know like lived in the suburbs or i don't know i don't know i guess you're right yeah right i just finished watching uh the second season of detroiters and it's great mm. it's oh yeah that is great a good, like detroiters. great show oh so uh let's talk about our outfits Ooh. 
wants, wants to talk about her outfit <laughs> first. Okay, well, I, I can talk about Philip's outfit because I'm okay. enjoying it. Um, you have a homage. <laughs> well, kind of have to because yeah. it's very wet. You have a bit of a homage to man after being thrown into buffet going on. Oh. I appreciate like you've got like some grapes dripping off your face, some jello. So like, is that a ham or it slice is. of ham? Well, no, it's the rest is behind my head. Just oh, wow. On yeah. like the backside of my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a full. And then I like that you did top it off with the banana glasses. Mm hmm. Um, so a beautiful homage to food. Um, and it looks You're edible. welcome. Most of it looks <laughs> Some edible. it is, some it is not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's a little surprise. Yeah. Um, Bridget, I love your t-shirt, which is just, um, that, uh, that art, the, that Frank Sinatra art dealer on mm -hmm. it with that, um, cup of coffee and coffee grounds all over the floor. And it just says the best part of waking up and then tons of cocaine all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great shirt. It's cool. I, Thank you. I, I like it. It's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, it is a very deep cut. I got, it got rejected at Cafe Press four times uh, <laughs> for, for um, you know, material. I get it. But I finally um, got it. Katie, uh, I'm going to say, because this is what you're actually wearing. Yeah. Uh, you know, not that I'm just making it up. Um, <laughs> I am going to say your shirt is, it makes a good point. It's just very direct. Um, and it just says, don't fucking wait, waste food. And it just has a <laughs> Beverly Hills waiter just wagging yeah. a finger you know, yeah, totally. And on the back, because you just turned around, it yep. says like even if it's for a prank to get a banana in <laughs> a tailpipe, don't waste food. Not like it. you, you can just use other non-food things. It's very long. Yeah, so long, Katie. <laughs> very small print. I feel like um, it's an important message, and I wanted to catch people's eye and right. keep them there. And it goes yeah. on, especially like expensive food. You know, like yeah. if you want to do a prank like that, use Taco Bell. It still is going on. <laughs> totally, <laughs> I've ordered. I've ordered the pants that continue. Uh, oh, to oh my god! I'm excited they're in the to mail. see. It's a long shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> a nightgown. Does it have Tweety Bird on it too? <laughs> so your 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 shirt game is strong. Thank you, thank you. Um, well, I think we've got to answer the the age old question: Is what it for is real? The song. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it for real? Um, I'll go first. Go for it. Yeah, it's for real. It's a great movie. Uh, it's it's enjoyable all all across the board. There's nothing glaring, glaringly wrong that you have to like revision it. You're like, yeah, it's from the '80s, but no, it, it was a very enjoyable thing to watch. Even my parents watching the last half out of context loved it. So it's great. Have they seen it before? I, I'm sure they have. Maybe, and they're in there like you know, 80s cocaine days. Uh, they were, it seems like they're in their 80s. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> like, they're during the 80s. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, you were a parents, baby then. My parents definitely did not do cocaine. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I totally agree. I did not know what to expect with this movie at all. And I will say like the tone of it, it's way like more, I didn't realize, I thought it was like a straight, straight comedy. 
-hmm. was expecting more police academy. So surprised by it. Um, But I, I definitely think it's for real, if nothing but for like what Bridget was talking about like her Hummer, like Eddie Murphy is a delight. And every time I thought it was going to have something that was like, oh God, don't. Um, it kind of didn't. It kind of like mm-hmm. veered away yeah. from it. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I, I'd be interested to see if two and three are for real. Um, but yeah. I, are there any threes that are for real? Ooh, Unless it's a, good, a separate thing. Like I'm just like, once you get to three, you're always like, look who's Die talking and there's baby, real. there's animals talking. Okay. All right. Or like Harry Potter, right? But that's well, kind of right, more of like... Called. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And they knew they were going to make it from the beginning. Right. You that's a, probably the difference. Undi Hila Gutemur dis totos. That's for real. Yeah. That's Philip's German. It's full brawl. Uh. Um, I have nothing new to add, and I will agree that I think this movie is for real. Um, I think... I mean, I do have a few things to add. What am I saying? <laughs> add, um, them. add the Bridget. <laughs> Yeah, I think the music is fun. It is like, again, we've been talking a lot about nostalgia and like we're obviously children of the 80s and 90s. So these are the movies that we're exploring in this podcast. But I do have a little fond place for anything that just looks 80s, sounds 80s, has that feel. You have two sets, like I said, of Michael Jackson twins. Mm, Um, It's the look of the time. I adore it. So um, yeah. I also loved Eddie Murphy's outfits. I think that's basically what I wear every day. Like every, like just a hoodie. It's just like a hoodie and a shirt that says like a phys ed class on it. And like Katie's yep. wearing a Bill Belichick sweatshirt right now. Well, that's there's funny. that one too. I was thinking like, it is such a silly, like, what do we, like the, the purpose of a sweatshirt that is a Capri sweatshirt is just so weird. Uh, um, <laughs> but no, he's like hoodie and like the gray sweatshirt underneath. I'm like, yeah, yes. Every day. Well, Mm-hmm. I love that. I love yeah. that you love the fashion. Anyway. Yeah, I do. I like the fashion. Another, like another threefer on the is it for real scale? Yeah. Ooh, I have to enter it into the chart. I know. I have to fill out the chart. Do we know what we're doing next time, or is it to be I, determined? I think it's TBD, and I think it's BD by BD by BD by BD by you. So you're gonna need to decide. Yeah, so we'll let our listeners know. Uh, as promised, the what best is TV the song? theme song. What, what is, is the song? The song? Skip forward a little bit, <laughs> then we gotta play more. Yeah, get the crux. This is the best line. If you didn't feel like you could move to the United States with your long lost cousin and start anew. By, by hearing that song what I, is I really like that song it's the one that i always get kind of wrong on like the name this 80s uh, yeah, right, yeah. what yeah, was the other guy's name apple bottom or something like that oh god no, larry no. appleton appleton larry apple, apple bottom. larry appleton, apple bottom i think yes yeah. i know you're right but i just want to call him apple and bottom. they said now we are so happy we do the dance of joy 
<laughs> oh my god i clench my butt cheeks now hey yeah yeah thank all you, right john, thank you john b <laughs> <laughs> on that note we will see you next time. see ya i see you to lose listen to you yeah <laughs>